Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Louise Brogan from LinkedIn with Louise is an expert on making the most of the LinkedIn platform. She's also run networking events in her native Northern Ireland, but her network extends far beyond the water. So welcome to the podcast, Louise. Thank you for being my guest this morning. Thank you very much, Liz. I am delighted to be here. I mean, I don't know why we haven't done this before. (laughs) I know, we've known each other quite a while now, haven't we? (laughs) So first of all, Louise, how long have you been in business and how did you get started? Oh my goodness. Um, I'll not give you the long version, which I gave somebody yesterday because we'll be here all day. (laughs) But I basically, I left my job in 2013. So I really started the business properly then, although I was doing it for a couple of years on the side before that. Um, and how did I get started? I started out actually helping people with my very first client and they were, they didn't pay me. It was me testing out, could I do this was my local physiotherapist who was running Pilates classes. And I said to her, could I set up a Facebook page for you? Um, and she says, yes, please, because I haven't got a clue how to use anything techie or computery. Um, And I thought I could do this. I could do this for a job. I could help people figure out how to use social media for business. And that is really how it got started. And how has it grown and changed over the years? Oh, my Lord. It's like a completely different animal. It's amazing. Um, So I start my first couple of years in business. I ran social media accounts for people. So I would just take over the whole thing. And I worked with people from physiotherapy businesses to kebab shops (laughs) to um office company office-based companies all sorts of people um and doing different things twitter linkedin facebook um instagram really whatever anyone asked me to do i did and then i i think when it started to change liz whenever i started to discover getting support from other people on how to run a business online actually um and I went through various iterations of that but I started um paying for coaching and that started to lead me down the road of well maybe you should think about who do you want to work with um who do you like working with and various iterations through that I ended up about three years ago and deciding to focus specifically on LinkedIn and Three years ago, it was very much talking to people about how they could use LinkedIn, teaching them how they could use it. And actually, it's changed again in the last year where now I'm still um, very much, it's pure LinkedIn. I only I only talk about LinkedIn, um, but I teach people how to use it. I show them how to use it. And I actually offer now a done-for-you service where I work alongside someone and their team and we... I rewrite profiles for people and I uh, we write posts for people. And I, I, I'd never post as somebody else on LinkedIn. Mm. Um, that's one of my no-nos. I would never log in as somebody else on a personal LinkedIn account and post as them. Um, apart from anything, imagine getting a private message from somebody and they don't realise that you're not the person that yeah. you're supposed to be on the platform. <laughs> it's very weird, which has happened to me on occasion. Um but there are clients that I work with who are very, very busy, don't really 
want to spend the time understanding how LinkedIn works, but they know they should be on there. And so for those clients, we dive into their business and we write the content for them, send it through to them and either they or their assistants post on their behalf. Um, and I also, since you and I met in 2017, I've developed a speaking career. Uh, I've always spoken about social media in general, but I speak specifically about how to use LinkedIn for business, which has led me to be invited to speak on stage in Dublin, London, and even California. So wow. it's been brilliant, yeah. And why is LinkedIn your platform of choice? Why did you pick that one? Oh my goodness, there are so many reasons. Um, there, are, there are the basic business strategy reasons in that not a lot of people, when I focused in on LinkedIn, not a lot of people were focusing on LinkedIn. You could find Facebook and Instagram um, consultants in lots of places, um, but not necessarily someone who was teaching LinkedIn. Um, it's, it's a bit different now. There's more, more people have come to realise how valuable a platform it is. So there's more people who are doing what I'm doing. Um, but also, when I looked at my own activity, it was like a light bulb moment. It was, I looked at my own activity online and I could see that I would spend time on Facebook, time on Instagram and time on LinkedIn. And the time spent on LinkedIn would bring me clients hmm. far faster than any other social media platform. And more importantly, clients who had the money to invest in my services, whereas people you connect with on, I will, I get messages from people on Instagram regularly who want my, to, to, they want my advice for free. Um, and you, you don't get that on LinkedIn. People on LinkedIn have the resources um, to invest in improving their presence on the platform and are happy to pay for that. Mm-hmm. So um, lots of reasons. Also, when you niche down into something and become known for that one thing, it's much easier to win business. If yeah. you want, if, you're, if your company is looking for someone to help them with LinkedIn, would you go to somebody who's a social media generalist or would you go to somebody who specialises in that platform? Mm -hmm. It's, you know, you go to the specialist. And LinkedIn with Louise has such a great ring to it too. I know, and I do like an alliteration. Absolutely, it's one of my it's one of my things. <laughs> now, you mentioned a bit ago that we met back in 2017, and that's because we were both um, on the Small Business 100 list that year, and we actually met at um, at 10 Downing Street. Yes, we did. <laughs> so, what did being on the Small Business 100 list do for your business? Do you know it did? It did so many things for me. I think. Honestly, it, winning that accolade gave me a huge boost of confidence mm. that I was on the right path. Um, so that was the first thing. I mean, it just felt brilliant to be kind of, to become part of that Small Biz 100. The excitement about going to Downing Street was just, um, it's hard to compare it to anything really. Maybe yeah. I might compare it to being invited to go and speak um, in the conference in America. Um, similar levels of excitement in our house around that. What it did for me and my visibility um, was amazing. So locally, like I'm, I'm, I'm from Northern Ireland. I live in Northern Ireland. Not many people in my business circle in Northern Ireland have been invited to Number Ten Downing mm. Street, um, and I've been there twice. <laughs> so um, that was exciting. But 
actually the other thing and probably the main thing that I've got out of it long term is is the network yeah of people and the community in the small biz small business Britain the small business Saturday team hugely supportive team but also the alumni of small business 100 is just phenomenal you meet people from everywhere everyone is really I mean it sounds a bit Pollyanna but everyone seems very supportive of each other mm-hmm. very positive um I am I this year I was named one of the small business Britain champions kind of a, following on from all of this um and I just I love it I love the people that I get to meet and I love the opportunities that it brings me as well like I I get to deliver webinars for small business Saturday um that help people with you know understanding how to use LinkedIn um and I really I it's just everything about it has been positive for me mm. no so you spend a lot of time on LinkedIn and, and networking um in the virtual world mm-hmm. but I, I know you also have in the past done in-person networking I know we're in we're still in a bit of a lockdown at the moment we can't mm. do it right now but mm-hmm. um tell me about your experience of, of in-person networking and the kind of events that you like to go to well, I like events so much that I host my own. <laughs> <laughs> so I I love meeting other business owners. I am a member of a couple of different groups of um, female-focused businesses here in Northern Ireland. Um, I would like more opportunity to come and network with people uh, across the water, as we call it. But I I love events and meeting people so much that I decided to host two conferences in Belfast um, back in 2018. Uh, we actually did them both in the same year, 2018 or 2019? 2019. Uh, so May and October of that year, um, I roped in my friend Ashley and we ran two social media conferences in Belfast. And one of the big focuses on that was actually having time for everyone to meet each other. Um, around their tables so we we literally had in the calendar in the time agenda for the event we had you know two specific times where there were no speakers on stage you were talking with your like masterminding with your table and getting mm. to meet people at your table um, and I've also um pre-pandemic so the last event I had was my LinkedIn breakfast in Belfast and I think literally the country shut down about two weeks later um, so yes, I was. I had this grand scheme of I was going to host a LinkedIn breakfast once a month in Belfast and get to know the people behind the profiles on LinkedIn. Um, so I think I managed to run it three times and then everything shut down. Um, so I I really enjoy meeting people um, in person. And you know, like Liz, I've got three kids and it's not always possible. So there are events that I would go to, I'd love to have gone to maybe in Dublin, which is two hours on the train from where I live. Um, but to take that time out from the family, the kids are older now, but when it, the kids were younger mm. and you were getting three kids out the school, out to primary school in the morning, very challenging. Or trying to host or go to a networking event, you know, lots of them are at tea time. And if you are a mum with young mm-hmm. family, again, very hard. So actually... I think for a lot of people like me, um, moving to this virtual networking has actually been more accommodating for mm. someone who's got a young family. Now, my kids are older now, so it's different. It is different. Um, and I honestly, I can't wait to go back to um, meeting people in person at events. 
So will you be holding your, are you going to go back to holding your breakfast again, do you think? I'm not sure, actually, because I think that, um, I think I'd like to. One of the things that changed during the pandemic was that I was part of a co-working space beforehand. And now that I've been working at home for 18 months, I don't think I will go back to a co-working space. Mm. And they were, they were happy for me to host my event there. So I like the idea of it, but also I'm really busy now um, and I don't know if I have time for it. So I, I do, the answer is I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It might be easier for someone else to host it for me just to turn up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's always <laughs> easier when someone else has organised it, isn't yes. it? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds quite appealing to me, actually. <laughs> so when, when you've met somebody at um, an in-person networking event, mm-hmm. how do you then go about linking with them online? Well, <laughs> LinkedIn makes it pretty easy. <laughs> um, well, actually, a little tip for people when they do go back to in-person events is you can use um, a feature on LinkedIn called Find Nearby, mm. where you can, um, if you turn it on, it's so long since I've done this because we haven't been anywhere. <laughs> but basically, you can find, if you go to the My Network tab, um, you can turn on Find Nearby and anyone else who's at the same event as you who also has it turned on because of... Um, because of confidentiality and security and personal privacy, people actually have to turn it on on their phones. It used to be on automatically, but now you have to actually give it permission to turn it on. So if you're hosting an event, this is a good tip to invite people to turn it on on their phones. And then the people at the event will show up if they have a LinkedIn profile and you can just connect with them there and then. But otherwise, um, it's the old school, you know, go back to your when you're back at your desk um, just sending a connection request and saying, hey, Liz, I, I love meeting you at Downing Street. Um, weren't we so cool on that Hugh Grant staircase? Um, <laughs> let's let you know, let's connect here on LinkedIn. If something simple that relates to whatever you were doing or talking about when you met that person. Yeah. Now, it is like you say, it's very easy to connect with people on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure people are making a, a lot of mistakes when they're doing that. What mistakes do you see people making when they're <laughs> reaching out to people? The biggest mistake I see is that someone sends a connection request to somebody and doesn't send a message with it. Mm -hmm. So you don't know why they're connecting with you, what they want, and you kind of think, oh, they just want to try and sell me something, or are they just trying to connect with as many people as possible? You know, who is this person? Where did they find me from? Um, My thing is, and I think it does make me stand out a little bit in the world that I work in, is that I think you should be a bit more selective about your LinkedIn network. And I think you should only connect with people that you genuinely want to connect with so that you build a network around you on LinkedIn that you enjoy interacting with. Mm -hmm. And yes, of course, we want to win business on the platform. But when you connect with maybe one or two people a day or two or three people a day and send them a private message to say why you're connecting with them, most people will reply to you. And that starts building the relationship with that person. And the other mistake I don't want people to make is thinking that as a green light to sell them Mm. whatever it is you're trying to sell. Because there's nothing quicker to put somebody off you than leaping in with a, oh, hello, I see that you have looked at my profile. You must want LinkedIn consultancy. Here's my packages. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I'm going to vomit. (laughs) 
<laughs> now, it, it used to be said that you should only connect with people on LinkedIn if you'd actually met them in real life. I'm guessing that's not really the case now. It's not the case anymore. And I think LinkedIn recognised that too. Um, they used to, now they do actually, it depends on someone's profile settings, but you still can get asked, do you know this person and what is their email address as proof that you know them? Mm. Um, that still does happen now and again. Um, but if I get a connection request from somebody I don't know and there's no message and I look at their profile and I think, I don't, I don't know who you are, where you've come from, and I reject that connection request, LinkedIn does pop up with a message and say, um, do you not know this person or something to confirm that you don't actually know them? And I think that maybe puts a little black mark against that person's activity on the platform if they're getting too many of mm. those. Um, so, you know, it just makes more sense that you connect with somebody because you've heard them on a podcast, you saw them on a webinar, uh, you read something they wrote somewhere, um, or you saw them commenting on your someone in your network who you enjoy reading their content this person has left a really interesting comment and you and you send them a connection request and you just say I really like what you said on Liz's post there about etc 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 and I think that is a, a great way to build up a network of people that you're going to be interested in um, engaging with. Mm. Yeah, it's good. It's good to be able to, to comment on something when you're reaching out to someone for the first time rather mm. than just well connecting and not sending a message or just saying hello your profile looks interesting can we connect no don't do that either (laughs) (laughs) or if you like if you literally don't know um if there's somebody you really want to connect with so i I understand this you know people work in um sales jobs they're like well that's all very well and good louise but i need i need to connect with um a hundred people a week who work in plastics and packaging so what you're saying doesn't, doesn't help me. But you can go to somebody's profile, look at their activity, and if they're active on LinkedIn, say, um, I saw that you shared an article, on 123, um, and I thought that, you know, there's something about that that was interesting, and that's why I'm asking you, can we connect? Or we both work in the same industry, and I'd like to connect with you and my, you know, add you to my network. Interestingly, Liz, um, just in the last week or so, LinkedIn have put a limit on the number of people you can connect with in one week and it's 100 people. You can't connect yeah. more than 100 people in your personal network um, in any week or you get stopped, which I think is brilliant mm. because there are lots of people out there running LinkedIn challenges and LinkedIn webinars and saying to people, go and connect with 100 people a day and basically someone's bound to buy your services and there's nothing more spammy mm. um, and it doesn't build... People have come to me to work with me, having gone through that um, experience, and they say, well, Louise, I'm struggling a bit here because I've got 3,000 people in my network because I was told to connect with everybody on this challenge. And to be quite honest, there's nothing that they're posting that I'm interested in, and I just feel like my newsfeed is just full of spam of people trying to sell stuff. And I don't like it. I don't like being on LinkedIn, and that's where we have to go, right, okay, let's try and repair some of this so that you build a network that you enjoy engaging with and it's much better experience for everybody yeah now that's really useful information mm. so how how do you go about working with a small business who's come to you for the first time and said louise help me what can you do <laughs> <laughs> so if it's a a company so it's a team of people 
what I usually do is um, we end up doing two workshop sessions. The first is we go through, everybody on the team gets on the call, sits with their LinkedIn profiles open, and we go through the entire profile and we change their profiles so they become more optimised. And the second workshop is um, here's how to actually use LinkedIn. And I show them what, when, how to post, how to find the relevant people, how to connect with people, what kinds of posts work really well, um, what examples of things that really don't work well, all that kind of stuff. So those are um, the two workshops that I tend to do with companies. And for individuals, I actually, it's, it's slightly the same format in that it's two 90-minute sessions and most people run that I work with those people, I call it the LinkedIn VIP session. Um, it's a three-hour block and most people book it to do it in one three-hour block. And that's for people who know that their network and audience are on LinkedIn, but they don't know what, how to go about connecting with those people. And they don't want to spend the next three months watching, you know, tutorials on learning how to mm-hmm. do it. They just want to get in there, get it done, move on so they can start using the platform to win business. Um, and that's, I love working with those people. Sounds great. So how can people contact you if they want to find out more? Well, they can connect with me on LinkedIn. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, or they can go over to my website, louisebrogan.com, and everything's on there. Um, I have a podcast, Linking In With Louise, and I also have a YouTube channel, LinkedIn With Louise, um, where I have I share weekly little short videos on how to do everything on LinkedIn. Brilliant. Thank you very much for being my guest today, Louise. Um, um, Lots of golden nuggets in there about LinkedIn and networking in general. Excellent. Thanks so much, Liz, for inviting me. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.